Welcome to the Scripture Thought blog and podcast where we take scripture and we apply it to our lives through music, scripture, and other avenues. Come along with us. So here's a question for you. You ever play the game Truth or Dare as a kid? I'm sure you did. Pretty much everybody has. Uh, I know I have. For me, I was always so afraid of having to tell the truth about anything significant about me. And so I always chose the dare. Seemed like an easy choice. Uh, because I was pretty sure no dare would outweigh the possible torture of having to reveal something about myself that I didn't want to. So in honor of that delightful little childhood game, and in light of the song I discussed on Friday, truth be told, I'm still very uncomfortable talking about the fact that I'm not perfect. Truth be told, I'm still unhappy when I have to admit that I've done something wrong. And truth be told, I'm still ashamed when I feel like I need to ask for help. So in case you didn't notice, those were all statements made out of the fact that I wrote about Matthew West's song, Truth Be Told, on Friday. If you haven't, please go check it out. That song talks about the lies that the world tells us and about how we aren't enough or everyone has it better than we do, or how we're supposed to be all put together and well-rounded. But truth be told, see what I did there? Uh, That simply isn't true. This is a fallen world, and because of that, nothing and no one is perfect. There is no way around that. We can strive for perfection, which is a good quality to have, but we need to understand that we will never, this side of heaven, reach perfection. Until we can reach that very real understanding, we will struggle and feel like failures more than God desires for us. So in light of the theological framework of the Truth Be Told song from Friday, I wanted to open up about some of the greatest mistakes that I've made in life regarding being truthful and allowing others to see me, to see the me that I've often been afraid to show. There have been several moments in my life when I've had to put on a mask of strength and confidence when I felt like anything but those things. At different points in my life, I've struggled desperately with depression, uh, with anxiety, with stress, with detrimental thoughts of self-harm. But no one would have ever known that because I didn't let anyone see that part of me, because I was ashamed of feeling that way, ashamed that it would make me look weak and pathetic. I was afraid that if anyone saw the real me, the me who was struggling and hurting, that they would judge me harshly and walk away, leaving me more alone than I already felt. I have mentioned briefly before, but for the better part of a decade, I struggled a great deal with depression and anxiety and self-harm. It was a phase of my life that I was so ashamed of and so worried that if anyone saw, they would just leave. I had friends, yeah, but they all thought of me as happy and joyful and fun to be around. Very few, if any of them, actually knew the darkness and the pain that I was dealing with on the inside. I had to always pretend like I was fine, like I was happy. But truly, I felt unlovable and unloved. Even in the midst of a hugely crowded room with dozens of my friends, I felt so invisible and so alone. I was so depressed and broken I was lonely and afraid of letting anyone see that part of me because I thought 
that that would be weakness to them. I remember in my teens, uh, I saw a movie called 28 Days. It's got Sandra Bullock in it and a couple other people. Uh, so the movie's all about a gal who has to go to rehab. Um, and when she's there, she meets her roommate, who was an individual who struggled with drugs and suicidal tendencies. So there's a scene in that movie where Sandra Bullock's character walks in on the roommate having cut herself. And instead of telling the nurses, she ended up helping her out on her own. And then once, you know, things were kind of put back together and no longer detrimental in that moment, they were talking through everything. And when Sandra Bullock's character asked why she would cut herself, the answer that she gave has stuck with me ever since. And we're talking 20 years now that this response has has stuck with me and, and just kind of been poignant to me. Um, so Sandra Bullock's character asked why cutting herself was something that she would choose. And she said that it felt better. And perplexed, Sandra Bullock's character says, better than what? And this gal says, better than everything else. And that is when it hit me. That's how I felt and why I chose to do those things as well. Experiencing physical pain that was self-inflicted felt better than having to deal with the pain of the darkness and the emptiness within me. I thought finally someone was able to put to words the truth that I'd believed for years. The physical pain obviously was not pleasant, but it was a distraction from what was truly hurting me on the inside. The lies, the dishonesty, the ugliness of what the world had been telling me. I believed it all, and it led me to feel broken and out of control and lost and hurt and utterly sad. I think that's probably the best way to put it. I was sad. I was sad that I wasn't enough. I was sad that I could not control the world around me. I was sad that my heart didn't feel content. I was sad that I did not believe the truth that I'd been taught my whole life. I was sad that my eyes were so blinded by my own mistakes that I couldn't see past them. I was sad that I was not someone who deserved to be loved. All these things, all these issues that made me sad, they were the lies of the world and I just believed them instead of listening to the voice of the truth of Jesus Christ but I couldn't hear him over the shouting of the lies. Now, I'm fortunate enough to have um, moved past that and uh, not had to deal with it as, as much in my adult life. So while some of those lies are still present, they're not as loud as they once were. They do not bury me under their unbearable weight anymore, and I can see past them without feeling like they're going to kill me. I still struggle with hearing and believing those lies, but they're not as prominent as they used to be. But how did I get there? How did I move past that and be able to understand that I can ignore those lies? How is I able to overcome the lies and trust that God's voice is much greater and truer than those lies? I don't think I can give you a singular defining moment. More so, it was a gradual shift over the years. Um, There have been many people and events that helped me to be able to tune out those lies and listen to the truth, and I'm eternally thankful for them. My wife has always played an amazing role in helping me to know 
what is truth and what is lies. And because of her faithful life and heart, she's helped me to consistently see God's truth and God's heart in many situations. Ultimately, however, I know that what has led me to be able to tune those lies of the world out has been an earnest longing to hear God. Over the last 15 or 20 years, I've become emboldened in my desire to seek God and understand what He's calling me to in life. And because of that, I've also learned to be patient and listen for His voice, His still and calm voice to direct my paths. I have sought to be a man that desires what God desires. And I think because of that, I have learned that there is more to life than simply the things that I want. Yes, it's always nice to get what we want and have those shiny things here and there. But when we truly hunker down and ignore the lies all around us, we have a better opportunity to hear from God and to know where He is calling us. So whatever you're going through, whatever pain and torment you might be suffering in right now, do me a favor. Take a step back and just listen. Don't listen to the shouting of the lies of the world that say you aren't good enough, that say you aren't pretty enough, that say you aren't smart enough or talented enough. Don't listen to that. Tune that garbage out. Ignore it. Instead, try and sit back and listen for that still, soft voice, that one that is within you, the one that says, You are my beloved. You are my cherished and treasured possession. You are enough for me because I gave everything for you. I love you. Listen to that voice. Listen to it over and over again. Even if you don't believe it, listen to it. Hear it. Take it to heart and understand that it is the truth. You are loved. You are cherished. You are a treasured possession. You are someone worth dying for, and someone did die for you, because you are absolutely, unequivocally, entirely and completely worth it. Hear it, listen to it, and never forget it. Truth be told, you are his, and he desires you. Thank you for joining us today on the Scripture Thought blog and podcast. Join us next time as we continue to dive into our lives through Scripture and music.